0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Night Court. Oh, it's a busy week. There's so much going on, and we are excited to bring the show to you. And frankly, we have too much show for you today. Brevin, we got too much stuff. We we got as much stuff that's going on,
1: you can have too much stuff. And we won't even get to the major topic, which is the
0: U.S. Open of golf. Oh, that's right. The U.S. Open. We won't even get to it. No. And I even did some prep this week on television stuff to give people. Might not even get Might to not, the television can't stuff. Even
1: get to, I'm still
0: on Snowfall, so I don't really okay. have much more to say. All right. On the Hulu, by the way. Check that out. Hulu. Check out the, this <laughs> podcast. We thank you for listening to this podcast each and every week. Uh, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, review, tell your friends, uh, tell your neighbors, your family. Tell everybody to tune on in to Night Court each week, and uh, we love bringing it to you. You can follow on Twitter at NightCourt22, where you can send in questions that we'll answer on the show do that at night court 22 also at the fish nation is where you can get me and you can get brevin at brevin or at uh brevin night 22 that's right at brevin night 22 is where you can get bk all right let's jump right on into it man playoffs you want to start in the east or the west flip a coin uh flipped it East East. All right, we're starting in the East. We got the number one seed, Philadelphia. We got the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Hawks are leading the series after the two biggest meltdowns that we've seen in recent memory. I don't even throw the choke word out in game four because, well, those games happen, you led by 18, you lost. But to come back and do it the next night at home, even worse, choke. Philadelphia is choking. This is unbelievable. And and they're choking
1: for no reason. And and I say that because they had their MVP candidate, Joel Embiid, rolling in the first half, 24-10 in the first half, Mm -hmm. killing from the left block. I watched the entire second half of that game, and I'm trying to figure out, why is Joel Embiid spending all of his time at the top of the key being the pick-and-pop guy? It made no sense to me. And, and and so, in essence, what then happens is, they have no more rhythm. Right. And I understand Seth Curry got it going from making jump shots from the perimeter, but Seth Curry wasn't gonna win the game for you in the end. No, no. So Joel Embiid was gonna win the game for you in the end, and I just felt like they, they, they went away from what was working, and I I, I always say to myself was, is basketball that easy to me, or am I not smart enough to say there should be more to this game? But if I got a guy that's killing from the left block to the tune of 24, and I think he shot 8 of Mm ten, nine of 11,
0: whatever he was. He made his first eight shots, I think.
1: He did first eight. I'm going to put his ass on the left block again Mm -hmm. in the second half. I don't care who else gets it going you get it going because he got it going again from so it just it blew my mind to to watch it happen and, and credit to the hawks i tried I, I we asked we did the picks and i was like i want to go hawks but I, i'm that means i go that goes against i think philly is going to be in the going to be in the finals and i think they had the best chance at beating brooklyn but i'm like but the hawks are playing good and i stuck with philly and what well, came back to bite me? I should have stayed with the Hawks who played
0: phenomenal on their comeback. What's Ben Simmons, man? I mean, that's to, to to have your second best player. You can't have him on the floor at the end of games. You're you're subbing him for offense and defense, and he's four of fourteen from the free throw line. He doesn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, what what have you? Did you look at the combined numbers for Tobias Harris?
1: MB and Simmons and in the Simmons, fourth quarter? Fourth
0: quarters? I, I have it actually right here.
1: I think that they
0: were I think that they're like one for 18. Sim so, or M the last two, two games, say so last, last two games. Last two games in the fourth quarter, MB is 1 for 10. Yep. Tobias Harris is 0 for 5. Ben Simmons is 0 for 0. Hasn't taken a shot. So 1 for 17. 1 for 15.
1: 1 for 15. Oh, yeah, taking a shot. 10 and 10 and 5. 1 of 15. In the, in the fourth quarter. And he hasn't taken a shot. I mean, what is I, he? He is a good regular season basketball player. But what he is is he is a victim of analytical basketball. He's a victim of it. And why I say that is because instead of working on – I go same thing with Giannis. And Pete, you'll hear me say this till I'm blue in the face. And it's hard for me to turn blue. It, it, <laughs> until these guys – who are explosively athletic find a way to make mid-range jump shots, they will continue to struggle in the game. Because the de- the game right now is, for most people on defenses, I'm going to defend the paint in the rim, and we're going to try to defend the three-point line. You guys don't shoot three, so we're not going to play you there at all. And then we're just going to pack the paint. And for right now, what's happening to Ben Simmons is, what I say with Giannis, we different because Giannis is a step, is two steps ahead of him. He has no move to go to. Mm-mm. There's nothing that he feels comfortable with on the offensive end to say, I can do this. And then he can't even, he doesn't want to go to the free throw line. There's no way you can be a guard in the game of basketball and reach this level and you can't make free throws. Like, so so to me, there has just been a... To the tune of four of 14. There's a, been a huge disconnect in what are you doing in the summer? And like, when you go to work out, What's your agenda when you work out in the summer? What the hell with shooting those threes? I don't go out there and shoot threes. Go out there, like I say, for Giannis, 12 to 18 feet. Can y'all make shot? You're being defended by Collins to start games. And then who else they bring at the end? You got to be able to mix up whether I'm beating him off the dribble and I'm going to get to the rim. Or young, smaller guys, I'm able to get you to this point and just shoot over the top. Can't do it yet.
0: And, and, and the thing is about the mid-range game, Those guys, they can get to that spot every time. Every time they want, they can get there. They have that shot every time they want it. There's a guy that's been playing this game for 17 dang on years
1: that gets to that spot every single time, and he's only six feet tall. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. Whenever he wants to get there, he gets there and does it. And for everyone that goes into the gym as a trainer and as a coach, that continues to tell your player, don't worry about that shot. You're doing guys a disservice when the defense is predicated on stopping at the rim and the three point line.
0: I did a, uh, I did the Chris Vernon show on Grind City Media this week. And uh, Devin Walker uh, was with us. And I brought up the question of, of who, who's the best coach left in the postseason. And I think most people around the country would say Doc Rivers, and not even close, because you look at the experience, uh, the title. Um, I, I think everybody, and everybody loves Doc, so I, I think they'd go Doc Rivers. I'm not so sure. I, I mean, I, to me, what Nate McMillan's done has been great, and Nate McMillan's had success in his career as a head coach. And maybe with his experience, he might be the answer of the best coach that's, ava- that's left. I have a really hard time not saying Monty Williams for what he's done with Phoenix, even going back to the bubble last year. He's been incredible. Um, and, the and track as, record is not the, the same, track record is not, the not as good that's, as Nate. No, that's, that's, That, that would be the only difference. And Quinn Snyder has, his track record is getting longer and has done a great job with the Utah Jazz. So he certainly has to be considered as well. Um, Budenholzer, no one would put him up there. Um, Steve Nash, no one would put him up there because you don't know. Right. Um, Who else is left? Is that everybody? That's
1: That's everybody.
0: Utah. So I think the answer, the popular answer, and the easy answer for most people would be Doc Rivers. But is he really that guy? Listen to this. Devin Walker gave me this list. In 2009, Celtics up 3-2 on Orlando, lost the series. 2010, Celtics up 3-2 on the Lakers in the NBA Finals, lost the series. 2012, Celtics up 3-2 on the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, lost the series. 2013, Clippers up 3-2 on the Grizzlies, lost the series. 2014, Clippers blow 15-point lead in Game 5 against OKC, end up losing the series in 6. 2015, Clippers blow 3-1 lead to the Rockets. 2016, Clippers up 2-0 on the Blazers, lose series 4-2 after four straight losses. 2017, lose game seven at home to the Jazz. 2020, blow 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. 2021, blow 18 point in game four, 26 point in game five, still to be determined. Man! He's had a rough rough time. He's had a lot of success in postseason, not just not having success. Hey, winning titles is hard, man. You gotta have the right guy. I mean, heck, for a long time, it was you had to have LeBron or Curry. And before that, it was you had to have Michael or Kobe or or Jack. Uh, So winning titles is hard, and I understand that. So there aren't a lot of coaches that have the resume of winning titles. But, not just lack of success, but losing in the fashion that you're losing I brought this up to you before we recorded. I I figured it out today. Is he a regular season coach? We say this about teams that the regular season teams not made for the playoffs. Is Doc that? No, I think that he is a postseason coach because he still is able to get his
1: teams to conference finals. He still figured with the Clippers. But the Clippers, there, there is just something with the organization. That goes deeper than just Doc <laughs> right, Rivers. Right, there, there's right. just, there's some type of curse there's that is around with, with, with their organization why that hap, why that has happened. I think the questions come because he has leads that they're not able to finish. Like, can you finish off this team? There there be there is, where it lies. There's some level of disconnect mm-hmm. in terms of we, we're getting to that point. So I think he's beyond a regular season coach but in the in the playoffs are you able to make that last necessary adjustment to make sure that your team wins are you able to make sure that your team is ready to play in game 3 with the same desperation they did to get to game 3 to have the opportunity to win so i think that more than anything is there is just the missing of of being prepared or the missing of being able to make the necessary adjustment to get to give your team whatever boost they need to be able to, to make it go further. So, um, uh, but, but he was still being the talk. I think Nate McMillan, I, I thought Nate McMillan did a fantastic job since taking the job. But this last in the last games, he his what he was able to do with his lineups and the way that they ran their plays, they weren't able to get a lot of fast break opportunities but they were able to move the ball well and keep getting into the paint on the offensive end. And they just stayed with that mantra and then finally got the stops to build that momentum. So I thought it was a game where Nate McMillan's coaching won this last game for Philly.
0: I mean for Atlanta. The other series in the East, Milwaukee and the Nets. Uh, Milwaukee now without Kyrie Kyrie Irving. James Harden playing did not look good last game. Looked like he was still hobbled and hurt. Uh, But just him being out there as a threat, I think, made a factor. Uh, He is going to continue to play going forward. Kevin Durant had an epic performance. But Milwaukee, I think Charles Barkley said it best. They just play dumb basketball. They're a dumb team to watch. And then it's, it's – th- that first half when Brooklyn wasn't playing well of game five, uh, when Brooklyn wasn't playing well either, it was, it was one of the hardest games to actually watch and try to be interested in. It was ugly, ugly, terrible basketball. And then, of course, the whole Giannis situation. And when Kevin Durant's going like that, Giannis is the – Two-time MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year, and he is not even guarding Kevin Durant at all in this game. How how's how's, how's this possible? Well, why was he ever Defensive Player of the Year? And why is he? He was time? voted Defensive Player of the Year. Who brother? does these votes? The the people, the media people.
1: We we need we need to get new voters. We need, we need to figure out like dudes need to be congratulated for what they do that year, and not for what their name is. But, I, but to me, if you're a all-defensive player, defensive player of the year, and you're a wing player, and the other team's wing player is going off, and I'm, I, I have the size and athleticism. Mm. Yeah, that guy's be, seven
0: foot, and good. so am I.
1: And I have the length, same as he has long arms, I got the same long arms. Physically, I'm stronger than he is. Mm-hmm. I might say, hey, Coach, I might not guard him the entire game because – the fouls, the importance of what you need me to do on the other end. You need but your strength
0: offensively.
1: Exactly, but but when it gets into crunch time, I'm an all defensive player. I won defensive player of the year. Hey, I got him for two possessions, yo. Latin, I, I got him. I got him. Not just the guy that's guarding Bobby Brown. <laughs> right. When, 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 right. When, what are you guarding him for? So I. I but you already know my feelings on him, man. Like, oh, listen,
0: he's a special talent. And even if he's not worthy of defensive player of the year, he's a two-time MVP. He's the best player on the team. He's the only one size-wise that can match up with them. And he needs to be – he's the guy they're building around. He needs to be the guy that takes it. I thought today – and I know your feelings on Giannis, and we've talked about it a lot. He's almost Anthony Davis. Mm. You can't do it yourself. He can't. Oh, neither one of those guys. Neither one of those guys can do it. The Milwaukee Bucks. The problem oh. is, who's better than Anthony, or than Giannis Antetokounmpo? I mean, it's not like you can get a better player. But I think what you need is a better. I mean, I mean, like what Chris Paul did for you Phoenix. Need, you need a better alpha. Yes. Yes, alpha. Thank you. That you need. You is not.
1: You, this guy might not be. as the player may not be better, but he's better than you. Better than Giannis in winning situations. Or. I'm gonna go back to it again. Find a 12 to 18 foot game. If he can find a 12 to 18 foot game, he can beat that guy. Yeah. Because there's no nobody is can high enough with how he shoots his jump shot. Nobody's getting high enough to contest that shot. And now, when you have to play him at 18 feet and you gotta get close to him, now I can use this long stride, this beat, to now beat you to the rim. So either Get a better basketball game individually, or they got to go find them an outfit.
0: All right. Uh, it's amazing when we talk about these series, we're talking really only about the losing teams just because that's how it's been. Uh, in the West, can kind of talk about both teams in that fashion. Uh, the Clippers were down 2-0 again. Uh, they've come back now to take a uh, to tie the series up at two games apiece. Or, no, it's no, they're, two, up, they're, they're up 3-2, up 3-2 now. Clippers are up 3-2. Um, after winning in Salt Lake City, going home for Game Six with a chance to close out the series, no Kawhi Leonard, he's out. Paul George comes in, performs like Playoff P should perform, and the Clippers get the huge win in Salt Lake City. Mike Conley's still out for Utah. Uh, hey, hold on, you're hold on, smiling. Hold on. Let's no, start girl, with you, the you, Jazz no,
1: first. No, get starting with the Jazz. <laughs> you're gonna give, you're gonna give Paul George the respect that he
0: deserves for what he did. Playoff in that P game. had a good game. Good. He's supposed to have good games. He's supposed to be great all the time. You tell it to me all the time. Great players. It's so difficult. It's what makes great players great. It's so difficult to be great every single night. You tell that to I, me all the time. How, how He's not superstars? great every single how, night, but he had a great night that night. How many superstars? Did I say. Well, I don't. I don't call. No, them there's only like three or four.
1: Nobody's a star player. He's, He's a great. Star player. So there, the difference is, star players give it to you eighty to ninety percent of the time. 80% of the All right, time. he ain't
0: a star player.
1: Because I mean, he's playing with another guy in Kawhi Leonard that is thats that is that that is that guy. Right. But what I'm telling you is he, I told y'all before the game, he was gonna have a career defining game. And to win game five in Utah with no Kawhi Leonard and to put up thirty-seven and sixteen
0: mm-hmm. and five with
1: five assists. Make the big three-point play down the stretch. He had the dumb turnover Mm -hmm. with Ingles. That wasn't smart at all. But then finish it with the free throws and win the basketball game. This is, to to me, it was the biggest moment of his career in terms of the team. Now, he's had steals, games. He may have scored more points. But in terms of it's now on your shoulders to make it happen. And of course, Reggie Jackson, big shots. To huge. The Reggie I mean, Jackson Reggie, was huge. Reg, he was he, huge. was. he was like his name, and, and except it was just <laughs> Mister July or, right. June or June, whatever. Yeah. Mister June. Uh, but he made. But but the, but that was a fantastic game by him to make the baskets when he did when they need. Uh, it was.
0: I always want you to put a little respect on okay. his name. Career defining. Then he goes out and they lose Game Six then and Game, game Seven. Uh, what does it matter? It's yeah. all for naught at that point all right it it it's suffi- a it it did its
1: job for the point that I need to make for one game <laughs> whatever the heck happens from here is what happens but you want to talk about Utah Utah What's their problem? They have no Mike Conley. It's really that simple, isn't it? It sure looks that way. Well well okay so here's, here's some uh, my brother was arguing arguing me with this earlier last night he said why don't they stop shooting threes I said they can't
0: cuz that's what they do.
1: They 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 it's almost you go to you go to play uh, blackjack. You got a a lot of money. You may want to split the bet sometime. I I may put a little bit of money here, little money. I might even bet three different places. Put a little money, little money, little money. The mm-hmm. Utah Jazz took all that money and said, all in, all in on threes. They can't do anything else. There's nobody that can post up. There's nobody that plays in the mid post. They only have one true creator on the team that can get angles can see the floor, but hasn't been himself. Just just. Is not making plays and for he's people. he's more a and role of,
0: he needs to be a, in his role. Exactly. He's got too big of a role in the starting lineup. Mike Conley is the guy Yeah,
1: that can play, pick, and roll, can score for you, but also can dish and get people the ball you at can the Can get right them time. open
0: threes. Jordan Clarkson has been such a disaster to the point where his only make in, in one of the games was like a one-footed, leaner, like Lucas game-winner against the Grizzlies kind of three. And, he, and his shots have been terrible, but he's been rushed on every single shot that he's taken. They haven't had any open looks, and I want to say, well, the Clippers' defense, maybe it's that good, but the Jazz just aren't whipping it around like they used to, and it's got to be Mike Conley. That's the reason. It's it's no Mike Conley. It is... The Clippers have
1: Clippers. Well, we, we hate to say it, but we talked about. It, I said, if the Clippers ever like, if you put the two fuses together mm-hmm. and found out how to play as a team, there's no team that that should beat them in the NBA. If you look at their roster from top to bottom, with who they can put on the floor, this is a this is a god dog on beautiful team that you've been able to put together. Just didn't put the fuses. The fuses though have started to come together. They can switch across the board. They don't have to run a, a big guy out. They play Zubat, short minutes. And then from there they're able to put Rudy Gobert, he's only a threat on lobs at the rim. Right. So the only thing that they've done is they are able to switch, stay underneath them. Now there's no lobs at the rim on a consistent basis. So you have their their offense now has become one track mind. And you saw last night's game, I think they made 17 threes in the first half. Mm-hmm. 16 or 17. They're only up five points. Yeah. That that's that was huge. That that was a difference in the game. That LA still on their offensive end was still able to to make plays. And so if Mike Conley can't play, Utah Jazz can't win.
0: A lot of injuries, injuries been a hot topic and it's been something that has really just it's, it's rubbed me the wrong way because I think people are just being lazy, talking about the injuries around the NBA. And, and the narrative is, well, it's because of the compacted season. Period, end of discussion. Because of the compacted season, we are having more injuries than ever before. And now LeBron's joining in on the debate saying, I told you this was going to happen. So now everybody's going to continue to bark up that tree. To me, injuries just happen, man, and they happen every single year. Ask the Golden State Warriors about if injuries happen this time of year. That was a normal season. That was a spread out season. Um, I, I look at some of the injuries, like Kyrie Irving's injury, he, he landed on a guy's ankle, on Giannis's ankle, and rolled his own, landed on his foot, rolled his ankle really badly. He's out. Is, is that because Kyrie didn't play a lot of games this year, or is it because the schedule was too hard. I I don't know which excuse we're using, but we seem to use just one excuse to lump all the injuries together. I think every injury has its own excuse. Could just be a freak accident that happens. It could be because, yeah, I am playing too many games. If Kevin Durant were to get hurt tonight, is it because they're playing too many games? Or is it because he played 48 minutes the last game? You can come up with an excuse for any injury, but to just blanket statement that the schedule's too hard, Dude, we got science teams right now on every team that are paid a lot of money to make sure it's the healthiest anybody has ever been in their careers by not playing them on certain games, not playing back-to-backs, their training, their appetites. Everything goes into having no injuries. So to me, it's a freak thing. It's happened. So be it. Let's play on, man. One of the biggest challenges of winning a championship is staying healthy. It's part of it. So let's quit bitching about it. Let's get back to normal next season and move on. Are some injuries based on the short rest of the offseason and the compact schedule? Yes. Yeah, probably. Well, but not all my, of them.
1: Well, here, here's my thing. LeBron James got hurt because he got rolled up on. Right. That, well, ball. He got high on the frame because that, it wasn't because he played too many games. And the one, the, the thing is, I think guys are just explaining it wrong. What this season presented was different challenges. That's what this season was. This was a different challenge, and it was only a certain certain teams that had the excuse of how short it was to play again. Right. Which would be the Lakers. So LeBron, you want to bitch your moan about it? That's fine. Because guess what? Y'all went and played three months of the bubble, and then you had two months off, and we had to get training camp, start playing yeah. basketball
0: again. Okay.
1: Your team wants to be you. You have all the right in the world. Sure the reason why the Miami Heat were not good this year. I felt like they didn't have enough time to to get themselves right, right. to be able to come back and have
0: I understand that. Those sure. two
1: teams, I hear what you're saying. Any of you other teams that didn't make it into the bubble, that didn't make it Pat, the Grizzlies, that we played the first nine games, and that was it? Because we lost in the first... Yeah, nine games, mm-hmm. and that was it? You get, we have nothing to complain about because the season for you was almost off. Was it's almost similar, almost to the same amount of time right. to come back to play? Was this a challenge in terms of we had a condensed season? And you weren't gonna have the same. Yes, that was a challenge, but that's not a reason for why guys got hurt. And so it, there, there's just I think the explanation of what this season was. It was hard, but it was a season because everyone had to adjust. Everybody had to adjust because of what we were going through. There had to be an adjustment, and so yes, there was a lot of games. There were things that were abnormal, but the wear and tear on everyone's body, first off, was not the same. And at the end of the day, your injuries—if they were use injuries or were they comp—and were they injuries
0: where there was contact? Right. Those are two diff. Those are those are two different scenarios, and so. I, and let's I mean, also kinda. be honest. I mean, when you're listing all these players who are hurt this year and what a travesty it is for the NBA and you list Anthony Davis, wait a second, he's hurt every single year. So why would this year be any different? I mean, why are we... Mike Conley is injured at the end of the season. Okay. Mike Conley's been injured at the end of every season. It's just a matter of to what extent he's been injured at the end of every season. So, is Mike Conley hurt because the schedule was condensed? My belief is, no, it's because Mike Conley gets hurt at the end of every season. Right, Chris Paul got hurt because he got run into. Yes, like and then Chris get- Paul got COVID, not because they
1: play every other day. So, it, I, I just think that it wasn't, it, like I said, if LeBron wants to say, listen, I was taxed and so we were tired and my overuse muscle is what caused me not to be, then I can I say, but you got rolled up on. Right. Right. Your injury didn't just happen because you overused your body.
0: No. No. It's silly. It's just, I think it's a lazy excuse. It's great for sports radio because it's lazy and, see, told you, NBA, see, told you. I think injury, injury, the injury numbers,
1: I I didn't look at them. I wonder were they really that much different than the injury numbers that we've seen over the last couple years since we have made training camp, in essence, be nothing. Yeah. That's what I think has, uh... Been a gateway to the amount of injuries because you don't go through a hard training camp and then you want guys to just all of a sudden ramp up and play hard with everything that goes through. And forward. you always
0: talk about training camp is where it tears you down so and then your, you have
1: to get back up. And but and, that, and what it does is it gets your body ready for the rigors of the season. Yeah. Your body, If your body never gets ready to play hard 35 minutes, 30 minutes a game, bang, bang, get on a plane, go to sleep, come back the next night or two nights like hard again. If I go to practice and you tell me, but this practice, we can only do contact for 45 minutes to an hour. And then on the other part practice, there's no contact. And then we're going to wear all these monitors that say really how long you can go. I think that's you went long enough. We, we, When you start doing that, you take away from some of the things that that make your body, harden your body to be able to go through what you're
0: going to yeah. go through for a Um, The all-NBA teams were announced. Ugh. Um... And the all-defensive teams were announced as well. All right. All-NBA. All-NBA. Curry, Doncic, Giannis, Kawhi, and Jokic. No problem. Good? No problem. Lillard, Paul, Randall, LeBron, Embiid. Problem.
1: All right. And you you know how much I I praise this guy. I I still think he's the the best player in our game. But LeBron James wasn't an NBA all-second-team player this year. And I say like these awards should be for what you did this year. That's why Julius Randle is on there at a second as and, and on the second team. Yep. LeBron James, he wasn't a second team All NBA player this year. Do we know that he is that? I know for a fact that he is the best. Well, to me, still the best player in the game. But that's not what was shown this season. Because then you go to the third one. It's Bradley Bill. Okay, Irving, for what? Jimmy Butler. Paul George, Gobert. Like,
0: Jimmy Butler, why? Right. Hardly played, LeBron hardly played. That's that's what I'm saying,
1: Kyrie Irving hardly played. Yeah.
0: But there's no Donovan Mitchell on-
1: No. None of these teams. He's the best player on the best team in the NBA this year. Yeah. How's he not on one of these teams? We have have gone, that's why I don't pay attention to these all this, all that. We literally are giving guys awards based on their name and what you have done in the past. And it's not based on what is happening that year. We're giving awards out like we vote for all-star teams. Yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> you want the most popular people to be on it so you get the most people that's gonna watch and right. come to the game. But that's not what, these are supposed to be rewarding guys for what you did this year. Nothing wrong with the first one. The second one, LeBron James, no, I, there's, there's no way you can be on it for what happened. But Jimmy Butler, how? you gotta be kidding me. right? Are you seriously gonna tell me that uh, Donovan Mitchell is not on one of these? Like yeah. that, that So that that's I nothing against. Listen, great player, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James. Sure. Again, LeBron James to me is the best player in the game. But I'm just talking about what happened this season. Russell Westbrook is not but on any. Is, 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 Russell Westbrook
0: triple double guy.
1: Not on any of these. And this team, they he took that team from shit to sugar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They were done. <laughs> yeah. And
1: because of his play, because Bradley Beal missed games. Russ Westbrook showed up every night. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, to me, shouldn't be on it. LeBron James shouldn't be on it.
0: Kyrie Irving is a, a, a toss-up. On the all-defensive team, you have Giannis, Gobert, Green, Holiday, Simmons. What the? What what when has Giannis been? I said
1: it with the when you say one defense play. Like when has he? When has he been a, a great defender? I'm not. I've just. I've never seen it. Like we've watched him play. I watched him play basketball now for years, and I've never once sat there and been like, "Oh, they should put Giannis on him to slow him down."
0: Never, never have said that. When I mean, not only have you never said that, you've never seen it where it's like, okay, they put Giannis on him to slow him down. It's never happened. And you're on the all NBA defensive first team?
1: Yeah. Who's picking? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, put some basketball people that's gonna pick who's gonna be all whatever. Or people that watched, that watched it, really watch the NBA, not just watch the major teams. Right. And then make their decisions off of that. Pick people that are basketball people, please, yo. Because this is ridiculous. Then you go to the next one. Out of bio, plays hard. Jimmy Butler.
0: He playing enough games. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Rim protector, Brevin. Dude, fuck, are you kidding me? He can get twenty rebounds. That's not defense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Even though he doesn't play, he's gonna play. I mean, it's
1: fine. he's Steibel. Yeah. Who are good who defensive I, player? Who I? This is my guy. Mm-hmm. Coast him. Nothing against him as he is. He plays 20 minutes a game. <laughs> he plays 20 minutes a game. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, there's a guy this year that everybody knows. And Dylan Brooks, who defends defended everybody this year. And shut down and slowed down every person that he defended this year. Here and there somebody might have got the best of him. Very rarely. Right. How is he not on one of these teams? If we were just talking about the guy that plays defense,
0: Joel Embiid. Defensive player of the year to me, and I think we mentioned it last week, Well, it to me that's the one award especially that is only reputation, and it's reputation before the season even begins. Right. I mean, again, right. you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they just gave up 41 in the fourth quarter of a game five. How's that possible?
1: And why do they have three people – Were they the best defensive team in the NBA this year? Hold on,
0: I gotta look this up. You would hope so if they got three guys on the first two teams.
1: That's that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, you
0: look at two of the biggest collapses defensively over the last couple of nights in the NBA, Philadelphia being one of them, and they got three guys on the first two teams, all defense, and the other one is Milwaukee, who's got Giannis on first team, because Giannis never matched up against the best scorer on the other team.
1: Top, they they were a top five defensive team.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, this year. but okay, they were top five defense. Philadelphia, they were top five. The defensive rating was around two or three,
1: depending on who you, who you would see.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but it, but I, I, I so I, I but I still go back just to the fact that it's – But three dudes. It, it was. That's why I laugh at I laugh at these when these things come out because every year you're like, yeah, you you wanna, you want to you want to at least be be able to say. I think this guy should be on, but I know I see I know why they put him on. Right. That's the way I look at all these teams because you can put you can say who should be on who you can do that. At least when you look down, you're like, okay. I mean I probably would have put this guy, but that guy's I right. understand. We got between these teams, this is literally, like you said, like
0: picking the all star team. All right, we got six coaching spots available in the NBA. Will a female be hired as a head coach this offseason? I think a female
1: could be hired on the right situation with the right team. And I and, and I think that would be Orlando. A, Orlando could be that. So a team that's. I'm with a you, full, and that a was the team re- re- that I thought of. Right, a full rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, And they're fine to now also rebuild and have this be a learning situation, not just for the players, but for her as a nba coach whether it's someone that's within the nba right now or someone from the college ranks that becomes one um but i I think that is uh it will take the 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 right situation but i could definitely see it happening there are definitely some uh deserving women coaches out there at this point
0: i although i think it would be great for any female to be named a head coach of an NBA team, it'd be an amazing story, and I I think it'd be great for the league, and I'd I'd love to see it and love to see how she would do, whoever that would be, but I hope it's Becky Hammond. I mean, I I think for what she's done, for how long she's done it with the organizations she's done it with, with the respect that she has of a greg popovich it seems like she should be the first yeah, that right. she's the most qualified to be the first but i mean who knows no i'm not interviewing her i'm not interviewing the others i don't know the others that are being mentioned teresa witherspoon being mentioned Don staley being mentioned uh, as a couple of others i don't know if they're better but i just i feel like boy becky hammond has paved a way that I I I think it'd be a it'd be a great story for her to be the first one to get the opportunity. And that's the the thing I always like to say, or my, or
1: my mom used to say to me, but that's too much like right, you're
0: right. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: That it is, is. Just, that's just too much like right.
0: Yeah, you, you yeah know, it
1: you, is. There, there, there are those situations that you say, oh, this is just handmade for right. It's just just slide into that's how it should be, and then it doesn't happen. And you're like, well, where, where in the hell did that person come from? Right. So, I, I, I would – And maybe,
0: maybe to her credit, maybe she feels like she's at a point that she could wait for the right job. Because she could always have the Spurs probably to fall back on. Exactly.
1: So, I, so I, maybe right, wait with, for
0: the right job. So, maybe I'm, it's her decision.
1: I'm I'm, I'm with you. Um, between women and something that uh, Devin had me think about even more, there, there will be m- even more black head coaches. Mm-hmm. That, I think, will come out of this because if you look at these teams that, that, the, the teams that are left and to have three, I think, the three with Monty Williams moving Phoenix on and Doc Rivers, Nate McMillan, uh, of the teams that are left, and, and Ty Lue, four of them have
0: blackhead coaches. Well, and I know one area that you can go that has not worked When's the next time we will see a European head coach not in the NBA? Not for a while. It just hasn't worked. Well, brethren. the problem
1: is, is because it's, 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 the cultures are too different. I think. Yes. It's not, and, and it's, it's no not And the culture why I say that is because the way that they coach or see basketball is not all the way the way that players see it. You can have players, international players, come to the floor and bring their flavor to the game. Mm-hmm. But when you have someone that is trying to teach it are you saying it the same way when or your expectations of what practice should look like to what the the international game is a different game than the NBA game two different games and how how they do things how things yep. are, are conducted and I just think that and trying to bring their way to this to that game in terms of the manager of the team
0: that's where yeah, I that, think there's a disconnect always right because I think there's been one similarity with these coaches it's been, it's because they're all great coaches. They all know basketball. They all know what to write on the whiteboard. That, that I think they can all do that. But it's it's such a huge part of coaching in the NBA is the relationship and the trust and the belief in each other. Because if you don't have a coach's back, coach ain't going to last. It yes. just doesn't happen. Yes. And I think that's where these coaches really have a hard time because it's they focus so much on the X's and O's and what I know about basketball as opposed to what that relationship is. Well, you know, I thought, you and the Relationships what? just always go back. Because there are great assistant coaches who are European guys. A lot of them. I, I Grizzlies say, have a couple of
1: them. I always say, what makes a great NBA coach is not X and O's. No. It is, can you get your guys to play hard every night? Of course you have to have some basketball knowledge. Sure. And can you make in-game adjustments? If you can do those three things, to me, you can be it. You can have success. And of course, if you get the right players, like you can't, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you can't just give me anybody and say Let me go win. <laughs> right, but if you get, you give a guy the a, a a team that can win, with a player that late in the game he can make something happen for you, and they have those other three traits, you can be a successful NBA coach.
0: Yeah, I agree, completely.
1: Because you right. can find find some find one of your other systems to be the great some guy that sits up every night to come up with all these different plays. That's cool. Come yeah. up with some plays for me. Absolutely. You know what? I like that, probably. But what sets me apart from you as the assistant is, when it's time to make that decision in that game, I may, I can make that decision.
0: Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us, man. Boy, that was good. That was fun. I, I had more to say, too. That's fun. We'll talk uh, We'll talk some TV next week. We'll yeah. get into some TV. Have a list for you of stuff to catch up on. And uh, also, I uh, had a couple of questions, too. You know, I went to Uncle Lou's here in Memphis off Mill Branch, chicken place. Fried chicken place. I, I, I heard of that. Yeah. Fantastic. Unbelievable place. Uh, I I had a blast. Got to meet Uncle Lou, which was really cool. Um, So we had someone ask our favorite chicken places in town. So we'll get into that next week. Because there are some. I don't even know if I want to do favorite. I think I might just do the ones that i like what i like about what i like about different chicken my places. problem is i
1: can't even i can't i'm so stuck on mine i can't even go to any place else i'm so hungry right now I am gonna i'm gonna As a <laughs> matter of fact I mean, let about, me tell I'm, you something I'm, i ain't gonna throw there. away kfc either no popeyes <laughs> look, popeyes always high on my list they just never have fried uh, spicy wings when i go so i just gotta <sighs> pull out of the line as soon as i ask for it and they say no
0: i leave maybe i'll do popeyes i don't think i've ever done popeyes i'm going to gus's well yeah Gus's right there <laughs> Augustus is the best. I'm just saying on my drive home, I know I'm going past KFC and Popeyes, and I don't mind them. Popeyes. I, I'm
1: KFC's wings started to get a little bit too big for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah. did, I had to back them off yeah i don't like the turkey wings <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for us here on night court uh, thanks for listening today man it was fun it's gonna be fun we got west the conference finals to talk about next week and a lot more to get into next week on the program uh you can uh, check out the podcast each week wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe review tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your family tell everyone to uh listen on in we enjoy everyone listening and uh, we enjoy all the response that we do get. So thank you very much. You can follow us on Twitter at NightCourt22. At the Fish Nation is where you can get me. And you can get Brevin at Brevin Night 22 as well. Thanks for joining us. That's Night Court. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace.